it's it's way more advanced than it ever has been. So very cool. Wow. Yeah. Introduce him to him. I'll put him on my show too, maybe. Yeah, yeah, totally. Sharing the, share the love. Okay, so let's get into uh, a bit of like what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about I don't know, three D, four D, five D. Do you want to go into what your perspective of these frequencies are, and I'll sort of put in my perspective as well. Sure. Yeah. And you got to accentuate the positive. Wow, I feel good. A little bit of feel good goes a long way. You're listening to Karen Swain, teacher of deliberate creation, accentuating the positive, showing you a way to a better life. Accentuating the positive, it's not just fat, it's sanity. Who in their right mind would accentuate anything else? If you Share it to the Higher Self Expo pages. Higher Self Expo. And hopefully I can see people's comments and um, we'll get this show on the road. Huh? So howdy, 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 y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the gorgeous Zane Daniel with me who is awesome. <laughs> Yay, I'm awesome. <laughs> Welcome, Zane. And uh, Zane is putting on an online event called High Self Expo and I thought I wanted to chat to him today about himself about me about the expo about the other people you know get a bit of a handle on what's happening you've been well-rounded yeah well-rounded you've been really busy interviewing for like 15 minutes all the people that are uh you know going to be involved in the expo so if anyone's interested to see who they are you can go to the hive self expo page and check out all those uh all those chats that you've had with people but let me tell you a little bit about zane who was a producer in the console video game industry for over 21 years with 32 games to his credit. Once a spiritual skeptic, I love this when people <laughs> today's aim works with interdimensional beings as an energy healer using intention and sound harmonics to release the soul's essence. Having incarnated amongst the Harkors, I don't know if everyone knows who the Harkors are, amazing sound oracles from a different uh, constellation. Uh, they're telling me it's a Palladian constellation, which I never knew before. Can you confirm that? No, they, I've heard it's from uh, Syria. Sirius? Uh, and the Arcturians and the Andromedans Collective, uh, you use a combination of techniques to perfect, you perfected during those lifetimes to awaken beings to their higher soul aspect through the chakra centers and meridians. And also you're the writer, writer producer of a comic book series called Righteous, which is pretty awesome. So you're um, getting the word out there through the comic book industry, which I just think is just awesome. Look, I want to have a bit of a Zane moment at the moment. Uh, a bit of love to Zane because I've been doing this for such a long time. Like I woke up, um, well, I don't know when I woke up. It was a very slow burn for me. But since my 30s, I've been working with healers and doing healing courses. And that's like 20, 30 years ago because I'm kind of getting old now. And what I love about you, honey one, is that and what is so needed is that not only are you this amazing healer and teacher, but you're using your skills that you have learnt along the way through technology to do something like the High Self Expo and to promote other healers. You know, this is this is 
fifth dimensional consciousness where competition doesn't exist in our bodies. Right. It doesn't exist. It's all about we, not me. You know, there's a lot of people out there that have come into their their own as a healer. They're channeling. They're beaming energy into people. They've got the, you know, people on tap and, and then they sort of put themselves out there. It's all about me and what I'm presenting. So I really honour those who are all about we. And so you're really living that fifth dimensional consciousness by um, promoting other people. And, you know, you're doing it, kind of not getting paid for it either. So you take time out of your paid work, which is like what I do as a healer, to have conversations and promote or not promote, but to share other people's work. And I really want to honour you for that. Aww, thank you. <laughs> it is kind of promoting. I really enjoy that aspect of it. You know, and if, it's interesting because like you said, if you look back on our own history, everyone's individual histories, you'll find that why they're doing the things that they're doing, or that you'll find the, 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 the skills that they needed now that they learned in their 3D existence or their 3D life. So of all the weird things, and I don't think I've ever talked about this before, so you're getting the exclusive on this one. I, yeah, I ran a, a website in the 90s. So websites weren't really getting to be that popular yet. And this website was on something called the Arena Football League, which in the United States was a much smaller sport. They, they they did their, um, their their games were on hockey rinks essentially, but you know a football field, but that size, and we we created a, this website with a bunch of volunteers, and we promoted this league that you know they didn't know us really, and we didn't know them, and I really got into it because it was it was hard to find information about them, so you went to our website to find out that information. And what we did is eventually I got to know all the teams and I got it so that our writers that we that were volunteers, I could get them press passes and they could go to the games and they could go into the locker room and they could interview the players and they'd write all their articles for our site all for free as volunteers. And then what I would do is I would promote the heck out of them because that was the only way I could pay them, right, is to make sure that their name got out there and that they were doing a great job. And I got one person, uh, helped one person get hired by the LA Times and somebody else get hired by the league itself. So, you know, if you think about it, all the things that we do, especially in this five-dimensional, you know, higher-dimensional versions of ourselves, we probably did them in our 3D versions of ourselves too. And that, so that's just another one that popped into my head when you said that. So it's all about promoting everybody else. Absolutely. And I want to say that to all the light workers and the teachers and the healers and the new world teachers and the difference makers out there. You know, it, it is when we use our skills from our 3D adventures in, right. you know, in this new world of healing and teaching and, you know, activations and, gonging and sound and music and everything that we're doing in meditations when we use those skills to get organized uh, that we really help uplift this world you know i put on a peace day event back in 2014 which took us a year to organize and one of the things that really kind of activated me was this um this poster that said the people that want peace have to be as organized as the people that create wars and <laughs> right so true right yeah you just have to be like, think about the people that create war, how bloody organized they are. Yes. And so we have to really kind of get organized and 
and come together as a collective and and share and work with each other and and share our gifts and just you know I can't stress that enough. It's just oh I'm getting all teary. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, it's totally true. And so, and one of the things that I talk about a lot is when people say, okay, um, I want to be in the five D. Well, okay, so why? First of all, and if the answer to that question is because I don't really like the third dimension, because I don't like the pain and the suffering and the sorrow and the problems and the evil and the and the the abuse and the wars and all of that, then they're not going to make it to the five D. The way I explain it is, if I could open a door right now, and in if if all you have to do is step through that door to experience a five D consciousness and a five D society, would you step through the door? And if they say yes, then sorry, but it's not going to work out that way. The only way that they're going to get there is if they say, actually, I don't need to step through the door because I love the third dimension exactly as it is. They're in the 5D. I know. I know. I was chatting to a friend last night or yesterday and talking about, you know, the, in the book Conversation with God, it says, you'll never have what you want. And Esther and Abraham Hicks says, you can have everything you want. And so there are these two exalted wisdoms coming from the opposite. But really, both of them are true. Both of them are true. So what God said in the book Conversation with God meant was when you're in the wanting of something, you're in the lack of it. And Esther Hicks is saying, so when you align your energy with what you want, you can have everything you want. So really both statements are true. When you're in the wanting of something and you're resisting you're resisting what you don't want, mm-hmm. then you're in the energy of resistance, so you're not in alignment with what you do want, and you're also manifesting the lack of it because you're wanting it, saying, I don't have it. And uh, that's what's happening at the moment with a lot of people in the conscious arena who are wanting a new world, but they're hating on the old world. I mean, right. the Pretty damn crazy, I gotta say. Doesn't work. I mean, no, that's not crazy. We're we're not judging them, right? They're perfect in in judging the current world, right? They don't like it. I love them unconditionally, even though they don't like it. But the the trick is to actually turn and go, yeah, but it's all happening for a reason. It's all happening because our limited three-dimensional minds don't understand why it's happening and that's okay too. All that is true and that is the only way to get there is to not judge the the 3D world as it is and for us to not judge them for you know believing that that's terrible and that they need to move into the fifth. It's a complete zero point non-judgment um, goal or destination that we have to get to. Zero point non-judgment. <laughs> radical acceptance zero yes yeah yeah so okay so this is what we're going to really explore or you're going to explore and i'm going to have a bit of a yak at the end of it all during the (laughs) higher self expo the online higher self expo and you've you've gathered a whole group of people and I think you've chatted with everyone for 15 minutes now haven't you yeah i yeah i think i got everybody there might be one left but yeah and what's the feeling that you're getting about what people are bringing? Like, tell us what the feeling is. And, and um, Oh, that's a great, uh, I haven't even thought about summarizing it like that. I guess I, I feel that 
there's an awful lot of excitement for it. Um, and there's a lot of very diverse perspectives of it because this, you know, I've talked about this a lot. This isn't a hundred percent light workers. This is a percentage light workers. It's more than 50%, right? But, but still there's some people in here that wouldn't be considered light workers or they wouldn't consider themselves light workers, even though they actually are, they don't know it. Right. So that's kind of fun too, to bring some of these individuals in because they're doing, they're approaching it in a completely different way. And at least two or three of them, I had to even explain what 5d even was. Right. And so, you know, that, I thought that was kind of cool. And, and I know that that was a catalyst moment for them, that they were like, oh, wow, you mean it's possible to actually live in a world where unconditional love is the dominant emotion instead of fear? I didn't even realize that that was even a thing. So, you know, so if, if for no other reason that we're bringing these people in to, to, to educate us, we're actually educating them in the process. So hopefully they're bringing what they've learned from this expo back into their three, 3D existence uh, and can influence others. So what sort of things are they doing? They're like social entrepreneurs, like inventing things. What are they doing? Okay, yeah. So, so one that I really love is, her name is Jamie Joyce, um, and she's a friend of mine for a couple of years now. And she has been a, an executive at nonprofits for most of her career. And so she comes in with this, you know, really hard knowledge of the reality of creating and, and sustaining a nonprofit and okay. doing things like, you know, planting lots of trees or creating a better environment for people to, you know, that are homeless or whatever, right? So she's very familiar with the, the realities and the difficulties of this 3D world. But what she's doing now is she's created like two or three major companies, essentially, on her own that are, one of them is called the Society Library. And what it is, is it's a way for everybody to bring in information about all the different issues and all the different possible things that we kind of argue with each other about, right? Like, should we do, is, is climate change real or is is this thing a concern or not and she's bringing it in a in a really technological database sort of way as a as a is a main point to say hey we should debate this and and really find out what the true facts are and make great decisions based on it so you know stuff like that is really interesting to me and she's trying to cut through all the crap all the political crap and all the perspectives and all that and just go this is true data that that we can build our future off of oh hallelujah i'm hearing you look a few years ago i worked in a co-working space called the hub here in sydney and it was full of social entrepreneurs and it, i just find them so exciting a friend of mine puts on the social good summit full of social entrepreneurs so these are people that don't call themselves necessarily spiritual but they right. really want to make a difference in their world like they're passionate about it and they that all their time and effort into starting social entrepreneur businesses and throwing everything they've got into it and i saw one of these people and you know i started a group a while back called the difference makers and i i, I wanted to bring together the people making a difference with the like light workers, light weavers, the new world teachers. You know, I see the new world teachers it kind of expands, but 
I see the light workers as the more the crystal bowls and the channeling and the psychics and the, you know, the bringing the messages through and doing the energy healing and then the difference makers as the people out there like plant trees and stuff like that. Right. And, and I, these worlds need to meet, you know, yes. you yeah. know like UFO stuff, you know, need to meet with the spiritual people and the people that are meditating for a peace on the world and enlightenment and wanting to be enlightened. We all need to come together and right. like, you know, we were talking about. So it's so cool that you've got that combination of people uh, talking in the, in the high self expo. Really. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And there's another really fun one made up Hawk. Um, she's a, she's a coach to help people kind of understand what's wrong with their lives and, and to just make make their lives better. Well, it's interesting because she was a former CEO of a major corporation. And so now she works with wall street. So she works with middle management to upper management people in wall street that are unhappy. And what is she doing? She's essentially teaching them spirituality. They yeah. kind of don't know it. Right. But, yeah. but she's doing it. So she's creating um, a catalyst for them and, and creating it, what, 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 if you ask any light worker, like what's the biggest problem with, you know, our economy and they're going to point to that sort of stuff. They're going to talk to talk about like banks are all screwed up and this is all screwed up and these people are all selfish and this is all wrong. Well, if we can start to actually infiltrate those institutions that we point fingers at and go, that's all screwed up and actually start to wake them up, then what's going to happen? Some pretty amazing things I think are going to happen. Oh, absolutely. You know, I've got a friend who has a business called Humanity in Business, and that's what he does. He brings in all these amazing coaches and stuff into big banking corporations and stock market. You know, he's kind of bringing the humanity. And he's, you know, he's teaching spiritual principles in a very, you know, the vernacular is very secular, you know. And I met this fabulous woman yesterday called Amanda who was doing, who was doing exactly the same. She was kind of doing personal empowerment in, in, um, in corporate as she you know she plays the crystal balls and she's totally you know psychic and woo woo but she said you know i really dumbed down the language so they get it but because of covid she had this really raging business all of it just fell over and she's kind of needing to reinvent herself mm -hmm. um, but yeah i think that a lot of us needing to reinvent ourselves at the moment uh, which is kind yeah. of exciting like you're doing this all online and that's exciting. You know, you're thriving in the time of COVID. Can we thrive in the time of COVID? Right. Yeah. And and I wouldn't have done it if it weren't for that. It really, truly was because I, you know, as you know, I travel around the U.S. It, giving talks at expos and conferences and that all dried up. So I thought, okay, well, I'm stuck in somebody's house, house who was nice enough to put me up for a couple of months. Well, what am I going to do here? Well, I guess I'm going to have to create my own expo and I'm going to guess I'm going to create an online one. So that's what I did. And, and here we are at our second event already in the same year. Very exciting. Who else is um, floating your boat that's, that's talking at the expo? Well, I've got to talk about Jordan River, of course, right? Our keynote speaker. He is the creator of Spirit Science, that unbelievable, you know, uh, YouTube channel that has a million subscribers. You look like you're not familiar with that. No, I am. I just didn't know oh. that you're a keynote speaker. I'm a bit, I'm sorry. I'm a bit like, I'm just kind of oh, going, wow, okay, okay. that guy. That, I'm kind of going, wow, that guy. Yeah, the, the little ca animated cartoon thing. Right, yeah. yeah. Cool. And what's his name? Jordan 
Jordan River. So he, so he's the opening speaker, um, and so he is going to be bringing his perspective on what the five D society might look like. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if we eventually see a new Patchman video um, after this expo about this, because I don't think he's done anything like that on a show before on one of his episodes. But, you know, you know, spirit science and, and so many people do. It is the place that you go to, especially when you're first starting out, like his first 10, 20 videos are absolutely amazing primers to so many different spirituality yeah. topics that, and they're so easy to, to, to um, absorb and to, you know, just get sucked into because they're fun and they're, they're clever and, you know, and his voice is great and the whole thing. So, you know, how cool to have somebody like that as our keynote. And now if you, and he's going strong, right? They're producing a, another video every week and they're getting more and more in depth and more and more powerful. Um, just, just a fantastic guest. <laughs> I couldn't ask for a better one. That's very cool. Uh, yeah, you know, using animation, so many times I have these incredible visions and images and I, if only I could, you know, get that image out of my head, how would I do it? It would be like, the only way to do it would be with animation. So I've had that thought so many times that I've never done it because I have no idea how to do animation. But yeah, this dude's doing it, and he's got like wow, well, over a million, over a million. Yeah, yeah. yeah he said he when he was a kid, he was in it, you know, like twelve or thirteen, and he just wanted to make cartoons, and then and so he was doing it for fun, and then he had his awakening pretty young. He was nineteen, and yeah. and so then he merged his love, right? Like we were just talking about, he merged his love for for creating cartoons and animation with spirituality because he said, oh my gosh, what the whole world would be improved if everybody knew about this. Yeah, yeah. And, and you have to say that he's been accomplishing his goal because there's a, a lot more people that know about it now because of him. Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, yeah, I think some young people that have just woken up sort of pointed me in that direction a few years ago and I looked at it. Uh, it is, for me, it was very much with the newbie, the awakener, the person. Uh, when you awaken, you go, wow. What else? Yeah. You're kind of like just <clears throat> vacuuming in, in from it, like what else? What else? And uh, that sort of, uh, uh, yeah. I haven't actually yeah. checked it out for a while, but I'll go. Yeah, and you should definitely check it out now because the videos now are much, much more. I mean, it's like we've grown up with them. In my case, I have because you know when I first showed out, yeah, all his stuff was very, very much a primer, and and I, I that's exactly what I needed. But now it's it's way more advanced than it ever has been. So. Very cool. Wow. Introduce yeah. to him. I'll put him on my show too, maybe. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Sharing the love. Okay, so let's get into uh, a bit of like what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about, I don't know, 3D, 4D, 5D. You, do you want to go into what your perspective of these frequencies <clears throat> are? And I'll sort of put in my perspective as well. Sure, yeah. And I actually did a video on this on my YouTube channel just a couple of weeks ago. And it was kind of fun because I did a mixture of research and downloads to kind of put it all together. So I was pretty happy with how it turned out. But, but really, I mean, there's a couple of major categories. And one of them is reliance on others versus reliance on self. So in the 3D world, you go to a doctor to get healed, right? You, uh, you go to church because you believe that God is outside of you. 
that God is a separate entity from you. And you go to church to learn what the word of God is from someone who's better suited to deliver that word. And that goes for a lot of different things. Even like uh, an example of a taxi, right? If I need to get from one side of the city to another, I call a taxi and they come up and they give me a ride. And then as we're moving to the 40, now we have Uber. So not only do you not have to go to a major business that's set up with their, they have their own cars and everything, you're actually essentially calling your neighbor to give you a ride. And you can now just take your car out and give people rides. So Uber is kind of the 4D equivalent of that, right? And the same with uh, so many of the, like the DoorDash and the ones where they're delivering your groceries and that sort of thing. Those are, those are all 4D constructs, actually. And so then if we go back and say, all right, uh, now we realize that we don't need, necessarily need to go to a doctor. So as we move into 4D, we start to do the research ourselves. We start to um, do some self-help work and we start to realize, oh, I can actually kind of heal myself better than I thought I could, right? Mm -hmm. Then uh, when we look at God again, okay, in, in the 4D, we start to recognize that, wait a minute, I think that I might actually be source and I might actually be able to get the word through myself and it could come through me. So then when we shift to the 5D, then we do the same thing again. We don't, we, we know that we're source. And, and now in a 5D level, we operate on that knowledge at all times. We, it's never even a doubt. It's never even a question. Everything that you do is based on the idea and the realization and the deep knowing that we are all source and that we're all source and that we're a collective of source, essentially. So, yeah, I mean, obviously the three-dimensional world is very based on, on uh, a fear as its dominant emotion, whereas fifth dimension, unconditional love is the dominant emotion and, and you know, everything in between. So, like that, that's kind of the way the, the quick way that I would sum that up. And there's, there's more that I did research on. I've got it here in front of me, but why don't you throw out some of your thoughts now? Yeah. Well, I, I was having a bit of a chat to the mob, the mob being my guys this morning. I've been living a 5d life for years. I didn't realize it. I just sort of my, my, um, what's the word I'm looking for? my reliance on what I've learned as a healer rather than what, what amazes me is I've seen so many amazing energy healers like teach energy healing and do energy healing and then when they get sick like they get diagnosed with cancer they go and have chemotherapy and it has always like amazed me so yeah so immersed in this energy world and then when the shit hits the fan you go off to the doctor which is such oh, a and I'm um, not judging that. It's just like I've gone, wow, like I've been, I've had cancer and I've broken bones and I've gashed myself and all of it is I've healed just by doing energy. Like Because I'm sort of like resistant to go to the doctor because I don't see it as my paradigm. I suppose right. if I was smashed up in a car accident, it would be a different thing. Sure. There are situations, right? We still have to use them to some degree, but yeah, only seldomly, so, hopefully. So... So I, I this morning I was having a chat and they're saying all the dimensions are just based in a thought, in a thought that you believe to be true. And exactly right. what you're saying about. So the 3D paradigm is the thought that's been perpetuated and created in order to 
create a third dimensional paradigm in order to have experiences of density. Um, so we've got to bless the reptilians or whoever you feel created the density and the distortion because it had to be created, right? And so the ideas came up is that we are not God, right? So if we're not God, underlying, like you said, if we're not God, then we're not worthy. And so these are the two main thoughts. I'm not enough. I can't have what I want. I'm not worthy. And a lot of people don't think that they entertain that thought, but then they want to ask someone out on a date, right? <laughs> and then all that unworthiness stuff comes oh, up. Oh, right. What if I'm not good enough? Will they like me? <laughs> you know, right. and there it is. And right. we all ride that wave. Like we're in the third dimensional paradigm, that's the wave we've been riding. And and some of us more than others. Like, you know, I just was drowning in that thought when I was young. Not good enough, not worthy enough, not yes. enough. Not intelligent enough, not thin enough, pretty enough, young enough. You know, like all this not enough crap. So if you understand that you are the extension of the source, you are God, then that can't exist. And every other limiting thought form that sits on top of the, that, that foundation just crumbles. It just crumbles. So, yeah, the crumbling is happening in the fourth dimension, right? We're kind of crumbling. And then the fifth dimension, we're owning it. So fifth dimensional consciousness is owning it and knowing it. And so whenever you hit uh, any sort of problem, you never entertain the thought, I can't do that, I'm not enough. You just go, right, let's get on with this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and you're dominated by emotional experiences that are high vibrational. You're dominated by excitement. You're dominated by unconditional love and gratitude and, and enlightenment. Enlightenment is actually an emotion as well. So, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, the, place to, it's the place to be, Karen. It is, and it's, it exists here and now. It's not someplace in the future. It is a consciousness that we're wearing. We can dip in and out of it. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know if, if we're fully embodied in the fifth dimensional consciousness, maybe we're not available to third dimensional reality. So there are some masters that live there that, you know, or ETs, let's talk about ETs that come here, and they vibe at such a high frequency. I think we discussed when you chatted with me for the 15 minutes, we talked about, you know, high vibrations, fast vibration. And so the higher your vibration, the faster you, you vibe. And the faster you vibe, then the apparatus of the third dimensional construct, being the body we're wearing, can't perceive that frequency, like a fan that goes fast and becomes invisible. So I guess that when you're completely immersed in fifth dimensional um, frequency, then you're not available to the third dimensional eyes unless we raise our frequency so that we're we're kind of running at the same or a similar speed. Right. Yeah. But we yeah, it, it's interesting because, um, you know, I, I love Bashar. He's like my first, he's like my first channel that I ever discovered. And uh, there was a great question that somebody asked him, like, well, why don't you just come down and land on the planet and interact with us so we can see the proof? And he's like, okay, so here's what would happen. We yeah. are vibrating at such a high level that as soon as you got close to us, you would lose your consciousness in yeah. us. 
So you would you would suddenly be essentially looking out of our eyes and seeing yourself standing there, and you would be so freaked out that you wouldn't know what the heck to do. So like, you know, that was his way of explaining the difference between the vibration that we're at versus the vibration that the that the ET is at and why they still can't come here. And I thought that was just a perfect way to sum it up. Totally. Absolutely. I've contemplated, you know, meeting aliens and we all talk about it, like, why don't they land and why can't we meet them, have cups of tea with them, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, yeah they're just they're just not on the same bandwidth as us. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. We've got to change the stages. They truly exist as multidimensional beings, and we do too, but we're very focused on our three-dimensional one. And, and here's another difference between 3, 4, and 5D. Three, the third-dimensional being are ourselves. We believe that we are our brains, that, that these flesh machines are just robots carrying our brains around, and our brains are who we truly are, right? Then in the 4D, we start to believe and realize that, oh, we're not just our brain. We are much bigger than that. We are our body. We're our heart. We, and, and we start to believe that we are multidimensional beings. And then finally, as a fifth dimension, we truly see that, feel that, and exist in that place where we know for absolute certain that we are these multidimensional beings. And the brain becomes less and less interesting or useful as we, we move higher and higher up the dimensions. Yeah, totally. The brain just becomes a receiver, just like the radio. It's receiving a signal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's receiver and transmitter of consciousness, which is really all it is, rather than, I don't know. Again, we went on a bit of a road trip yesterday and um, listening to a healer talk about um, Bill Gates and she looked for him and how intelligent he was, right? And... I don't know, when you're that level of intelligence, has anyone seen that documentary on him, how he reads 15 books a day? It's like he never stops thinking, that this man. Right. He never stops ingesting information. Right. And so to him, life is of information. And he's yeah. sort of taking the information and leaving the wisdom behind because, you know, information turns into wisdom when you feel it, when you experience it, when you know right. it as self rather than concept. And he was saying yesterday's aim. That if you came to him with a, I think this is going to happen, he would fire you because he says, I don't want to know what you think. Give me the data. So when you'd go to him, you would say, statistically, it says this. Uh And kind of like a robot. And, you know, this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. So celebrated in his intellectual prowess. And right. then, oh, you know, look what's happening. We're not going to go there. But. No, not to. But, you know, what's interesting about that is, of course, that is highly regarded, right? He is very, he is worshipped in the 3D because the 3D thinking is book knowledge, which is kind of funny to me because, of course, the Internet has all the books, essentially, you know, has all the book knowledge. So then shouldn't we just say, okay, the Internet provides all that, thanks, and now we have to interpret it. That's what really matters. So, so Bill Gates is just an extension of, of the internet. He's just an extension of knowledge that walks around and spe- he's a he's a search engine essentially. Like, hey, we need to know information about this. Bloop, you know, and he's just going to say it right. So, so great. He's a he's a biological search engine that has all the limitations of a human being. So, why should he be worshipped? 
we can worship much, much better people. Oh, I know. This is, you know, when you're that intelligent, this is when people become commodities and you don't see them as human feeling people. You just see them as like, right, there's too many people on the planet. We need to wipe out a few million or maybe a couple of billion. So we can, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. You just, it just becomes like this robotic, it's like a pro right. computer program. Anyway. Yeah, the AI, right? Yeah, yeah the, scare, the AI everybody's afraid of that's going to that's gonna wake up and go, wait a minute, why do we have all these humans? Blah, you know, and they're gone, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway there's a couple of things here what does Kristen say learning in the middle of my day from two of my favorite teachers thanks honey one uh, right. and so where were we talking yeah what else did you want to say about 3d i've got a quote here i want to read from uh thomas. yeah go for it go ahead melon thomas look someone posted this and melon thomas benedict is one of my favorite spiritual teachers he had a near-death experience many years ago and he's long past i think but yeah. fifth dimensional awareness, you are more psychic and powerful than you have ever been. Once we reach fifth dimensional uh, awareness, that is the gateway to our multidimensional interface to the cosmos. So things are widely open right now for you, for some people. I say, just hang on. So this was written like years ago. Trust your life and don't get too mental anymore. Let go and just get into instant knowing. The higher self contact is going to be <laughs> this is you the higher self-contact is going to be the real big thing that everyone is getting into when we get into fifth dimensional awareness there is no fear can you imagine a world without fear can you imagine <laughs> can you imagine human beings without fear when i was on the other side this is melon talking i saw your future ancestors and they were different creatures without fear they are that new creation that has been talked about it is a new kind of being can you imagine a world where nothing is taken away from you that everyone is very important to the system when we start realizing that each and every one of us is the same being i, I should have got you to read this <laughs> then we <laughs> start waking up to the next level of higher consciousness. The human species is being detoxified into a new vibration where fear doesn't exist. You won't be able to take fear with you into the full fifth dimensional awareness. That's why you're having trouble with it right now. It does exist. Oh, it, it does not exist there. Uh, where are we? If it did, you can imagine what your mind and body does to you now. The relationship with what you think and what negative emotion do you does to your immune system. Just think if you were infinitely more psychic and powerful, what would happen? It just doesn't exist there. It didn't. I didn't see it. It doesn't exist there. That is something well worth hanging on to um, for future living. And what's amazing is that people of the future look back on us as the giants of history. <laughs> I can't yeah. get through this. It's really awesome. He wrote this like years ago. They don't know how we did it. Uh, we are the ones who transmuted fear into a new creation, a creation of more heaven on earth, the near-death experience of Mel and Thomas Benedict. Cool, huh? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, and boy, there was something I was going to say and all that, but I've lost it now because I, <laughs> I have this problem where I just listen 
and then I lose what I was going to say. But I know. It was, I yeah, know. it was about the uh, man, it was about fear. Instant it was yeah, so yeah, that, I know what because I've got it. As we speed up our creative ability, as the buffer of time becomes shorter and thought manifests quicker, if we're still rooted in fear and limited consciousness, then we're going to manifest some like terrible shit instantly. There's no buffer of time to uh, to kind of stretch out and transmute and let go of the fear. You know, that's why manifestation in the third dimension is so much slower, so that we can readjust our thinking. Like Esther would say, imagine if you had instant manifestation on this world. You thought of an elephant and bang, an elephant sitting on your couch. You know, it wouldn't be more comfortable. So you have to really be a mental gymnast. You have to really tune up your thoughts because if, if manifestation becomes more instant, then, you you know, what are you thinking about? What are you focused on? So, yeah, I think that's where you were kind of going to go, right? Kind of right. Yeah, I, I had that thought, uh, definitely. And, and I've had that thought before because, yes, if you do, and, and I've actually heard or felt that you can manifest with fear, and that's actually a problem, right? Yeah. So, so, yeah, moving. <laughs> many, many, many times, yeah. Right, right. So and and you can even do that in the fourth and maybe even the fifth because I was getting that if you actually made it to a fifth dimensional experience and you had a fear moment, which is still possible, yeah. that you could still manifest even in that brief moment. Yeah. So so finding a way to 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 eliminate that and to recognize that you, you know there there is nothing to fear. You're in complete abundance. You are infinite. You are source. And, and we are just here to experiment on being these beings and not worry so much about how it all plays out because it's all just a giant illusion and play a sandbox that we're, we're having fun with anyway. Then all of a sudden you can be a lot less carrying all those worries with you. Yeah. You know, I've asked my mom about, because from our third dimensional perspective, you know, living in a world where we don't have to overcome challenges seems like, what the hell would you do if you're not trying to, like, get something that you want, you know, like, if you're trying to overcome, because we seem to be constantly overcoming, like, computer problems and relationship problems and our emotions, and, like, we're always overcoming right. something to smash the car, got to fix it, got to clean the house, you know, always sort of overcoming and realigning energy. And they said to me, creativity, like, creativity, many of you, don't contemplate what you can create because you don't think you can create it. Like, what would you create if you could right. create anything? Like, get creative. Imagine a world where you knew you could create anything. What would you create? And the infinite possibility there. And they've said to me, oh, you can't imagine how much fun that is. You know, but what we're doing in the third dimension is we're kind of, we're overcoming the obstacles. We're just, a hurt, you know, running the hurdle race all the time, jumping another obstacle and another obstacle. And, yeah. and so our creativity kind of gets a bit lost along the way because, you know, even when we're painting, we've got to, like, we run out of paint, we've got to go buy to the shop, we've got to have the money to go to the shop to buy more paint, buy the canvases, you know, like it just, the creativity gets washed. Well, and what's interesting is that that's touching on another one of those 3D, 4D, 5D things, and that is um, solutions to problems. Again, in the 3D, we look to others to solve those problems for us. We go to a, a therapist to handle, to help us handle those things. And then in the 4D, we start to realize, oh, I can actually handle that myself. 
And in the 5D, solutions aren't even really necessary. The problems don't really truly exist. And if they do, they're instantly, you know, solved essentially through manifestation. It's you see life as energy, so you understand that distortion is just out of alignment of energy. And then when you know you're out of alignment, then you realign. And uh, this is what a lot this is happening on our world now. Uh, you know, healing is happening through alignment of energy. You're one of them through sound and music and energy healing and, and just adjusting your thoughts aligns energy. I did a healing on a gorgeous young healer yesterday who does energy healing on people. I said to her, you know, years ago when I was healing, I used to like zap people. And when I realized that they, they're aligning their own energy, I can zap people as much as possible. But if they're not shifting their consciousness, right, then nothing's happening. Like it might change for a bit and then it goes back. Exactly. So I was looking at her, we were shifting her consciousness and I was just watching her energy shift. And when it didn't shift, I'm like, right, something's stuck there, let's go there. And just watching her energy just shift and, you know, like just, just align. It's just beautiful. Everything is energy. Everything is energy. We have to think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's and that's really what I do now too because it's funny. The, the I didn't expect this, but, you know, I created like three or four YouTube videos to remove people's negative entity attachments because it's super easy for me to do. I just, you know how I do my thing. It's like awaken and boom, they're gone, right? And uh, and so that was going well and people were liking them and, you know, and, and it was helping them. And then people started trickling through and saying, hey, yeah, it worked, but, but it just keeps coming back. And more and more people started saying this and I realized, okay, I've experienced this on other things too. It's interesting that it's happening in negative entity attachments and these people are really truly suffering. So I said, okay, then I'm going to create a class, which I had already actually created a class uh, called Defaulting to Happy to help people overcome their negative experiences from lower vibrational emotions. And I said, all I've got to do is just tweak this a little bit, add in a little bit about negative entity attachments, and created a class to help people overcome negative entity attachments. And now what it is, is that yes, I'm, I'm doing the energy healing and I'm raising their vibration through energy work, but I'm doing something that I'm calling mindset vibration. So we're changing their mindset and we're using the three-dimensional brain, the mind, right, that we're saying we're going to leave that behind more or less. And, and, and it's the cause of a lot of our problems. But I'm saying we're going to take it and we're going to actually use it to our advantage for the first time. We're not going to try to make it go away and go into a meditative state where you don't, you're a thoughtless mind because I feel like that's a fairly advanced technique and that, that instead we're going to just change the way that you think about pretty much everything and see where we go. And it's been a really fascinating journey to watch these fantastic folks go from absolute misery of a, an eight, nine, or a 10 out of one, one to 10 suffering to in just a couple of classes dropping down into the two, threes, and fours because they're, they're starting to change the way that they think about everything that's happening to them and the world around them and so on. That is, seems like it's the key. It's at least, it's a huge key to get started. Oh, absolutely. Love is the, love is the cure-all, isn't it? Like yeah. love, 
Yeah. yeah, but we focus a lot on gratitude at first because gratitude is somewhat easy, right? We can be grateful for the sun and we can be grateful for the, you know, the water that just comes right out of the tap and all we have to do is turn the knob. We can be grateful. And once we start being grateful for those things and all of a sudden that great gratitude is a really high vibrational emotion actually. And, and all of a sudden you're really close to unconditional love anyway. If you're grateful for something, you're kind of loving it, right? You're kind of loving you're it loving unconditionally. It. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, yeah, so it's, a, it's, a, it's a little bit easier of a step to, to make that step. So, yeah. It's you know, fun. gratitude is beautiful. Um, but here's what we're being challenged to do as, as teachers, because everyone that's listening to my show is a teacher in some way. I call them the difference makers or the newer teachers. Is right. can we be grateful for the COVID? Can we be grateful for the lockdowns? Can we be grateful for the pedophile? Can right. we be grateful the corruption, the corrupt, right. and we be grateful for it. And yep. they're like, sorry. Ask my students, they'll be like, oh my God, I'm so grateful for all the negative things that are going on in the world because I hammer it, hammer it, hammer it. It's like so important to get to that point, to be able to see it all as one big, amazing, crazy, wacky, beautiful, functioning experience. Yeah, and it's all there for a reason. Maybe we don't know what the reason is, and that's okay. But it is there for a reason that we've created it as source for ourselves to experience it. Absolutely. I, I was watching a a media personality who's one of those shame, shame, shame type media personalities. He's always shaming everybody. Anyway, he was shaming our politicians in Melbourne for the harsh lockdown. <laughs> right. <laughs> so he's kind of on the side more on the side of the people that are all upset about what's happening it kind of looks like not that there are any sides but it kind of looks like the you know the side that a lot of the light workers are on um like they're seeing the incongruity and then the control and they're going this ain't right you know let's do something about it let's march let's yell and scream let's you know the david ike followers basically yeah yeah right and he's, he's kind of shaming everyone you know he talks in this very <laughs> like a barking dog Really? I if only you can see how this is changing the world. Like if, if only you can see how all this restriction and like Melbourne's crazy. You know, you can't go outside your house, you can't leave your house at eight o'clock at night. If you go out, you, have, you can only go out for an hour. It's like crazy what they're doing down there. And um, but if only we can see how this is this is all part of this is all part of what we're talking about. I, I don't know. Yeah, when we look back at COVID, we're, we're not going to look back at it and say, oh, that was the, the great or the, the grand um, uh, pandemic. We're going to look at that. At, we're going to say, oh, that was the great awakening. Yeah. Because, because all these people have had to like live in their homes and be alone. Okay. So they've, gotten, they've been able to conquer some of these, these loneliness issues that they had. Right. Oh, okay. I can be okay being home alone. All right. Well, if I can be okay being home alone, then maybe I can be okay with this and with that. And the next thing, and the next thing, there's just so many amazing positive things that are coming from it overall, that it's obvious that this is beautiful. And, and when you live in a synchronistic society, when you believe in synchronicity, then anything negative that happens, you go, yay, I can't wait to see what the amazing result of this is going to be. I know that it'll be amazing. I just don't know what it is yet. Yeah. You know, Kristen, one of my online tribe and a friend and who's done your course as well, 
she was saying in our group the other day, you know, looking at the kids wearing masks to school. So we get a lot of information from people's expression, right? If you're happy, if you're sad. So if you've covered your face and we can't see your expression, so we're not translating your emotion through our eyes, now we have to translate emotion in a different way. You right. know, feel what you're feeling or like use our third eye rather than our physical eyes because we're masked. And she was saying, right. you know, maybe the kids going back to school and all being masked, they're just going to like totally expand their psychic abilities because yeah. they're not relying on seeing expression. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like, right. yeah, it's amazing things, amazing yeah. possibility coming out of what's happening. Absolutely. Oh, and so to bring that back into the 3D, 4D, 5D. In the 3D, we rely on our physical senses. And we even believe that we only have five, right? We always talk about the five senses, which is absolutely not true, even from a biological standpoint, because we always forget about the fact that we have a balanced sense. There's liquid in our ears that makes it so that when we do this, we know that we're no longer aligned with the horizon. We know when we're looking up and we know when we're looking down because of that sense that's inside of our bodies. What, you know, crazy, right? Why don't we have six senses? And I think we have a couple more beyond just that. And so that, that plays in to that whole idea that you have to rely on others. You only have five senses. You don't have any more. And you have to rely on other people to help you provide the information that you need in order to survive. Okay, now when you move into the fourth dimension, now you start to realize, oh, I'm an empath. I'm feeling the emotions of others. I, I, can, I can kind of see the future in my dreams. Like different people now start to have different experiences where they, they are extrasensory and they acknowledge that, they're open to that. They don't just go, nope, science hasn't proven that. We don't care. We, we allow for it. And then in the fifth dimension, it's probably, if I gotten it right, from my understanding and my research, it is we are all pretty much just communicating with each other telepathically, or at least we can if we want to. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the main, and you'll get this when you teach this, the main uh, difference between third and then fifth is feeling like life's happening to us and we're happening, we're responding to it, and then in the fifth, we're creating it. So it's going from that it's happening to me to I'm happening to it. Right. (laughs) Like that's a big difference. Right. But that's the work that you and I both teach, that deliberately. Right. And the first step to that is to kind of first look at it and say, well, if if life does happen to me, whatever happens, I'm happy with. I'm excited about. It's interesting. It's different. It's new. It's something that I might not have chosen for myself, but but there might be opportunity here. It might be that I'm going to learn some incredible lesson or I'm going to do this new thing that I I never even thought of before, like COVID, right? So, so, but then once you get to that point where you go, yeah, bring it on, anything's possible. And I, and it's all awesome. Then all of a sudden now you can start to create your reality. But if you're afraid of what's going to happen and you don't like the COVID or whatever it is, then it's harder to get into the place where you can go, I'm making this happen. Yeah. Oh, darling one, it's an exciting world and it's exciting times. It's challenging and exciting at the same time. And I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing with the Higher Self Expo because you're making it available to everyone online. 
and you've got all these brilliant minds that you're bringing together and from many different walks of life and just love it. So awesome. thank, thank you, you so much. Yeah. About an hour. I just wanted to have a quick chat with you. Is there anything else you want to say before we? Yeah, just a couple of quick things. Of course, it's free. Um, you can donate, though, on the Higher Self Expo website to help us pay for our, you know, our modest expenses. So there's nothing too crazy, but we're paying for our website. And, and as it expands and we bring in more um, donations, then we're going to be able to do like actual paid advertising and, and really start to expand our audience. So, I, you know, I'd love it if, if you could contribute in that way and, and, and help us make it something big. Um, and of course, it will be broadcast on Facebook and on YouTube at the same time. So you can subscribe to both of those. There's obviously facebook.com slash higher self expo and youtube.com slash higher self expo. And if you subscribe to the YouTube channel, that'd be great for us too, because we're trying to get to a thousand subscribers. We actually didn't start the YouTube channel for the first expo. It's more recent. Um, and we, yeah, we have over 2000 in our Facebook group, but we want to get that YouTube caught up. So, so you are are you on other platforms too? Because there's a kind of a little bit of an exodus from the mainstream platforms. It's 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 slow. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, I'm not there yet. Um, and I was I've been looking into getting it so that it, it broadcasts on our on our website. Yeah. And so far, I've been having a little bit of technical issues getting that. I'm hoping to have that within the next one or the next one after that. What are the other platforms? Uh, Something Motion, what's that one called? Um, there's a BitChute, another platform which has a lot of videos, obviously yeah. Vimeo, um, yeah, yeah. and also other social media platforms like We, Me, We, and other platforms. I just think we need to sort of branch out. We've kind of been yeah. on these big platforms, which I love, which has been my bread and butter. Uh, and um, But I just feel like there's kind of an expansion happening in, inside that too. Uh, yeah, right. We're not going to talk about anything that should be censored anyway. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, beautiful honey one. Thanks again. Love you. Yeah, thank you. See you soon. Bye, Bye everybody. <laughs>